New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Guy Finley at his home by remote connection. He's a spiritual teacher, author, and founding director of the Life of Learning Foundation and the online self-discovery programs of the Foundation's Wisdom School, which includes an online e-course, Five Prayers for Self-Transformation. Guy, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. I'm happy to join you here. Great. I'm happy to have you. You say that prayer is much more than a petition to the divine. It can be a source of self-discovery. Please help us understand what you mean by prayer for self-transformation. This life of ours, though we don't always see it, let alone have a chance to embody it, is communion. That's really what this life is. It seems to elude us because we're so busy with our lives. But when you look out and you see something beautiful, you hear beautiful music, you have an epiphany, someone comes to you and you feel love for them. All of and every of these moments are a moment where we are introduced through our relationship with what is unfolding in passing time to something that is timeless in us And it is that communion between consciousness and awareness, that relationship that we are suddenly made aware of as being the fulfillment of who and what we are. We get that in the little moments with beautiful moments, creatures in nature, towering trees. But what if, Justine, the whole of our life could be something like that, where the prayer of the moment is the possibility of being in relationship with the ceaseless revelation of our relationship with what is eternal and divine. It's not pie in the sky. It is how a man or a woman gradually enters into the perfection that they are intended to realize because they're in relationship with what is perfecting them moment to moment. As you were speaking, I was thinking of the analogy, how can we stay in communion as we're driving in traffic? Let's say we're on Highway 5, which is north-south in California, all the way up the coast. And we're driving at high speeds, and there are all sorts of cars next to us, and trucks, and everything's going, and cars are changing lanes and everything. And I notice as I drive, There's a unity of consciousness that is taking place as we are driving together at high speeds. There is a communion on the highway that's actually taking place. And it's what you're talking about. It's like we're kind of in a zone. We almost know ahead of time what that car ahead of us is going to do before it does it. Yeah, I like that. Does that that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, because look... Have you ever watched, and I know all of us have, that magnificent undulation of a flock of birds or a school of fish? They don't run into each other. So how is that ballet taking place? Because all of those creatures are enveloped in 
an order of entangled awareness, something that allows individuality, but that permits this beautiful movement where nothing is in conflict with each other. Now on the freeway, thank God, this awareness keeps us from colliding. But road rage, which is the cancellation of awareness, takes us out of that moment. Now, how can we relate that to prayer? By understanding that we as human beings are intended to be enveloped in this intelligence, in this awareness, that allows us to have a ceaseless interaction with each other, not based on resistance or demand, but rather on the mutual benefit of each other, physically, mentally, emotionally, and of course, spiritually as the governing body. So that's the good connection that you made. But the awareness on the freeway is more or less mechanical. Can we have a conscious awareness that when I'm in the supermarket, I don't have to judge the guy in front of me because he stepped in front of me. I can be aware of the judge, aware of the separation it's producing, and allow a revelation to release me into an order of awareness that doesn't have an enemy, but sees that moment as a way in which to be changed by that moment, by that prayer of consciousness. So if that person steps in front of us in that line and they have a whole great big cart yeah. of groceries and yeah. it's, you know it's going to take a while for him to check out. Yeah. So where does prayer come in there? Look, we're talking about ideals. This is tough work. But why do I get negative with that person? Because apparently they didn't know that I have a date with destiny in my car to listen to the Rolling Stones sing whatever they're going to sing. So we're always going somewhere, but we don't suspect that the consciousness trying to complete itself by becoming something is the very source of the conflict we have with anything that interferes with it. Can I use that moment to come back into the line, start being aware of that person, which by the way, they wouldn't have stepped in front of me if they weren't in the same pain I'm in when I judge them. Justine, a great, beautiful moment in a person's life of prayer is when they understand everybody is in the same rush, the same anxiety, the same frustration, the same pain that we are in. When I can understand, because I'm aware of myself, that you are experiencing the same consciousness that I am, then there's room for compassion there's a possibility for forgiveness, and more importantly, an interaction with this more intelligent awareness that will not harm itself, but rather sees to the safety and the well-being of all that are in it. I can't hurt my brother if I understand my brother's hurting. I can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. I hear you. I can't hurt my brother if I understand the consciousness Yes. Let's say my wife, God bless her soul, is having a bad day. She comes in and she finds fault with something or she wonders why I won't give her time when I'm working on a book. Before she speaks a word, if I'm present to the atmosphere, her emanation has rocked this world. And what she rocks in me is a corresponding aspect. So I can understand she's in pain. And if I can actually feel the pain my wife is in, and that's why she's pushing me, I'm not going to push back because love will not create pain. Love forgives all things. Love is an action. It is a relationship. And that relationship is predicated on being present 
to all of my brothers and sisters and understanding that that person that we sit and hate for whatever it is they do wouldn't do what is hateful if they weren't filled with pain they don't know what else to do with. But if I know their pain and I won't add to their pain by suffering it myself, then I give that person a chance, room, space to see their situation. Then instead of fighting with me, they might have a chance to wake up and see what we'd be talking about here, prayer in action. So what you're saying is that whenever we resist what is showing up, then we're out of sync with the universe. Is that it? Yes, exactly. You know, in the New Testament, Christ very famously says, resist not evil. The actual translation, the Aramaic translation of resist not evil is, do not oppose what opposes you. Do not oppose what opposes you. So going back to the analogy of the freeway, somebody cuts you off, don't oppose it. Because when you do oppose them, then they feel validated for what they did because now they have an enemy who doesn't understand what they're going through. I don't oppose you, meaning I don't get caught up in resisting, resenting, or hating you. Instead, I become aware of the consciousness that wants to do that. And then I get it. You're experiencing the same consciousness I am. The only difference is you're not aware of it. I am. I agree to die to it. You will one day see it and understand that, but not if I give you something to hate and fight back against. So all of this is really alluding to, you use the phrase, active prayer. All of our life could be that. Absolutely. Look, nature never ceases to perfect her creatures. You know, I'm here to be perfected. Nature says, I'm here to perfect you. There's all of that interaction. We're in the exact same relationship with the divine that created the nature that created us. We just have to understand that relationship in order to participate in the ceaseless perfection of the soul that is perfected through this perfect prayer life, practicing the presence of God. And it's always available. It never disappears. It's, it's always there. How is our consciousness available to that which is always present? By understanding the futility of trying to complete ourselves through the next thing that we do that we believe will finally free us of trying to free ourselves. I mean, look, we're old hats. Most of us have been aspirants 55, 60 years. How long before I get it? Christ himself said, I of myself can do nothing. Think about that. Of myself, I can do nothing. The Father doeth all things. No matter what religion or spiritual background, when we finally get it, all I've done is create new conflict that then I call the next creation I have to defend. If I can see in the moment that we're talking about, my task is to be the recipient of a revelation, not to control the conditions I blame for my resistance. Let me receive freely what is being given to me. Let me see freely the result of that revelation, and I will, through that realization, be transformed. Then I understand the path. Then I understand what perfection is because I'm a participant in the whole process. 
Well, it's true that in this materialistic culture, and it's all about setting up goals and perfecting ourselves and being our better self and everything. And you're saying, hey, it's not that difficult. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying we're making it difficult. I'm saying that there is a degree of difficulty that comes with recognizing I have to lay myself down. I see that I don't do the good I would. I do the evil I would not. And at some point, I have to get who's doing it. And then I have to say, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm going to consciously suffer that nature. That's difficult. But at least it delivers me into a new relationship with the divine. Whereas me trying to prove I'm divine by judging you for being evil simply keeps me in that paradigm of pain, punishment, and the false perfection of oneself. Now that I can really relate to. And that's where we compare ourselves and say, well, you you know, you're doing all that evil stuff, but I'm so holy. Yeah, yeah. That feeling, it's stepping aside from that which is reactive and full of anxiety or judgments. Yes. To witness myself doesn't mean I don't suffer myself. To witness myself is to understand I am not that self that is suffering for what it's clinging to. Then we have the true idea of the light dwelleth in the darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Because now we're embracing the light, realizing what we have called ourselves as the light wasn't, and learning to let go and step aside, see what we are and see what we aren't, and let the rest be handled by the divine. Great, great. Guy, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's always such a delight to have these deep conversations and to sort out why we're here and how we can be here in more wholesome ways and more unified ways. So I want to remind our listeners that I've been speaking with Guy Finley at his home by remote connection. He's a spiritual teacher, author, and founding director of Life of Learning Foundation and the online self-discovery programs in the Foundation's Wisdom School, which includes your invitation to participate in its online course, Five Prayers for Self-Transformation. And you can do this by going to guyfinley.org slash five prayers, five, the numeral five prayers, guyfinley, F-I-N-L-E-Y dot org slash five prayers. Or you can give there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please, join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, 
newdimensions.org and just click the donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.